1: How's it going? I saw somebody uh, in the comments thought we didn't have grow talk. And I was like, I thought you chimed in there. I was like, no, it's afternoon show. Usually, man, we still got to, we're always going to be doing the grow talk. Yeah. We took a little break,
2: man. And uh, we, we used what was in the archives, which was cool. (laughs)
1: well you make a point you got to keep it we're going to be repetitive we don't want to be repetitive enough to where it's like okay uh meat and potatoes again let's then let's talk about how to like a broken record on because something can be pretty repetitive one thing we haven't talked about in a while i'm wondering um and maybe you growers can chime in uh, either in social media or over on dudegrows.com i have not seen many of the dgc or anybody out there throwing us too many spider mite issues or questions and i'm thinking people are just becoming better grow more aware they're IPMing. They're identifying,
3: or they're IPMing be, and having healthier plants to begin with. Yeah. Well, they say they sell avid at Home Depot now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, my gut feeling is it's just the availability of knowledge. And Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I have not seen or a new outbreak like when root aphids first came out heavy. Because I worked retail, so I was always in the loop of problems. Um, that was like holy shit. And then somebody be like, dude, the Borgs coming from Humboldt, bro. You ready? <laughs> right. Nothing can kill it, but. Man. Anyway, let's get into the show here. I got executive producer of Michigan Matt. Yeah. I think he's from Florida. And <laughs> what do you got? What's up, with Michigan? Oh, I, Matt? Just,
2: I just heard from Michigan Matt uh, a bit ago, and he's coming out for the DDC Cup. He was actually asking us about uh, where's everybody staying, man. Where's the hotel party at, dude?
1: Is it at your house, man? Uh, I believe if you go to com (laughs) forward slash DGC cup, there's a comment section. I think there's even a link to hotels near the event or something. Right, Right. So I would go hang out there um and let us know if that's not true but i'm pretty sure dude goes easy cup and that's a good place that would be the best place to network i would think you might tell me social media i don't know all right, all right. yeah i mean i'm sure we could go on
2: uh, google plus or something who knows man that is a good spot you're right because then everybody can see it in public um yeah, dude i will yeah, tell you on it like-
1: now at the bottom of this page guys there's a link it says hotels close to the cup and that pulls you over to <laughs> dudegrows.com forward slash hotels. And there's 11 comments there. You guys can comment in there. I'll maybe take some of the comments off from last year's It doesn't matter. There's only 11, but go over there guys, dogrowscom forward slash hotels and see where people are hanging.
2: Hey, man, my buddy went to stay uh, up in Netherlands a couple days ago and he was looking up on Airbnb and it said 420 friendly. Oh, it said. No, it said the in the Airbnb that he that he uh, rented, it goes, make sure to check out our 420 cabinet.
1: You know, and he's like, what's the 420 cabinet? There's some places in detail, too. I mean, by now, that being that's the weekend before 420, they might be booked. There's a cannabis friendly hotel i believe right a decent size i don't know if it's say decent size there's also a couple bed and breakfasts i believe so yeah like look on maybe like home away uh or whatever vrbo like you said or yeah. airbnb or just search it search Canada. I bet you'll find a couple places in fact i know you will and, i just uh, want to
3: know did that guy expect anything less from netherland yeah, An right. <laughs> up in bed. It, it was I did the 420 cabin. He said it had like a they got a
1: frozen dead guy festival for God's sakes. I do. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> they had a, he instead of like a mason jar of weed, a couple of utensils, you know, a couple of bowls, a bong. But that's cool that they're like, yeah, go ahead and smoke, man. And I, we were just bullshitting about it earlier. Um, Back in the day, well, I don't know. You still places, man. You go to a hunting cabin. It's not uncommon to see a whiskey set there. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't no. care how much you drink. You drink a little whiskey. It's all good.
1: Do you have any other questions on the event? Uh, no, sir. I, a couple of people are asking if they can um – compete with two different strains. I want to wait just a minute before I say yes to that. As far as I know, if you ask Scotty, he'd say the more the merrier, let's have 200 different flowers to try. But I want to make sure everybody can get something in and see. I, we, I don't want it to get too deep this year. I feel like when there's 60 something strains, Right. Um, it's just a little too much to gauge and uh, makes it yeah hard to get the voting count, all that shit. So not two strains yet, one strain per person, guys. And you got to bring a half ounce to the event. You can show up an hour early if you're a competitor as well. So yeah, the event was terrible. There was too much weed. It was just too much weed.
2: (laughs) You know, it was too many varieties, man, you know, 30 would have been enough, but there was 50 and it was was just too much weed.
1: I'm looking forward to the tasting party. We have after like, like a few days later when we're all in the studio, we do the tasting, the tasting recording session, leftover
2: session, man, put that in the fridge.
1: The leftover sessions. <laughs> all right. All right, man. Let's get uh, real quick. Who's growing some dank here over you on Instagram? See. Hashtag Dude Grows Show. And right here we have, man, this thing is just That's insanity frosty. looking. Stratosphere underscore Steve. Uh, now I say underscore when they have it in their name, right? On I Instagram? So.
2: I would just st- Stratosphere Steve
1: 207CR.
2: Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, all you got to do is follow this hashtag,
1: hashtag Dude Grows Show. You'll see all these. Dude, this thing is frosty, and this is what I'm talking about when I'm looking at a flower like this. It doesn't look like a huge, you know, big old bud, but there sure is a lot of surface area there. I would not even trim this if it were me at all. Just Um, put it in your mouth. I would just break the end of it off and shove it in my bowl with my thumb. Right. And smoke the shit out of it. But yeah, this is what I'm looking at here with a lot of surface area and trikes. Like, I don't, I'm not taking my time to trim that. I'm going to smoke that up. That's awesome, man. Good shout blood. out
2: to Maine.
1: Maine grown. Maine
2: brings the heat. I love it. <coughs> that ass one here from
1: Paul, Paulin and Chuckin' and Sloth. <laughs> I want to <laughs> party with that guy oh and he's got a picture up here it says uh this has got it always using some mammoth microbes uh as well as some uh i'm trying to read see i can't read through ads and hashtags quick enough that's what we need our assistance for to read hashtags for yes us. man this is a good looking bud man for sure like i say these days it's a, it's amazing to see everything is so dank fire it's gonna be hard to vote at the ddc cup somebody's got so much good weed yeah it's right. beautiful <laughs> All right, let's see uh, who's growing some dank in the crew here. Dudegrows.com. Uh, this is over in the Dank Nugs. Yeah, sir. Still- Checking them out over there. Appreciate you guys getting some up. This is Pennywise TGA Genetics from Spartan Grown. is beautiful. And I saw Spartan Grown hanging out over on IG. Yo, I'm we'll gonna talk about it in tomorrow's show. He's got. Uh, I'll just see. I'll hold it tight. Anyway, here's Pennywise up. on day fifty-four flower. This is the second run of her, and she seems to keep getting better each time. This is supposed to be a one-to-one THC to CBD strain, and I can tell you for the tell you for a fact that for me, this strain is awesome for pain relief. I get pain in my joints and in my hands, and pain in my lower back on occasion, and this strain melts it all away. That's freaking sweet. Yeah, it sure um, is. I really like the purpling this run too, even if it's mostly just in the fan So he give a quick uh, hit here, great looking bud on what he ran. Um, He was using microbes, recharge and mammoth P and enzyme of SLF 100. We talked about that the other day. His yeah. foliar spray. This is all great gear. Uh, optic foliar overgrow. IPM is method one PPS. Man, this we by- talked about that. Hang on. Sub irrigation planners. Yeah. DGC grower right here. Sub irrigation
2: planners. HLG 550 light, man. Fuck yeah
1: dude legit so that's the same same it's one, the you one i got HLG? man
2: yeah it's the one i got it's HLG. the most
1: popular light right i think that's
2: the thousand watt replacement that's the one okay. that i wanted you know what i mean when you can have a 530 watt light that replaces a thousand watt that says to me i can cut it in half you know what i mean i'm interested in that um yeah so anyway i'm, pl- I'm playing with that thing dude that's a that's a cool light
1: man dude that's the kind of bud you expect to grow from a valley though right how are you going to run that? I saw I walked into your room the other day. Actually, I was walking around was I was like, oh, go into the grow room where it's quiet and get on a phone call because it's not active yet. Right. I uh, see so you're going to grow some lower plants under some of the T5s and then also uh, T5s, from the other LED lighting. Man. But on the other side, you had like five gallon buckets and the res. That's you're going to be yes. your I'm- your hempy style buckets.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna do. And that's hand- where
1: you're putting the HLG above those.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna put the HLG. I'm actually the HLG is a thousand watt replacement, so I should be able to put that up in the ceiling, Guru. This got the same kind of throw, right? Where I could put that kind of up high and let that handle uh, um, basically like a five by five footprint. If I'm not looking for ultra intensity,
3: well, I mean, it really depends. I mean, yeah, if you're not looking for ultra intensity, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, I don't yeah, like to do move that. my. I move it, my plants. Not I mean, my lights, but. you could pin them at the ceiling if you have enough PPF to fill the room. Gotcha you gotcha. Yeah, I mean, because I don't know what
2: I'll be doing over there. I mean, I, what's so funny? Let me say PPF. Just
1: PPF to fill the room. <laughs> and people probably just laughed because I said, I don't like to move my lights. I move my plants. So I'm sure. sitting there, a guy thinking with 50 plants, sure, dude. I'm just going to raise all 50 of them up. But I never, I never have a high plant right. c- count like that. Like my plants right now are sitting on a cinder block, like raised table set up because I keep the SKs pinned to the ceiling. But your spot over there, the only challenge I'm going to give you, having the HLG 550 hanging up off of that, which will throw more light to one of your walls? I saw, so you should like you looked at some wall planters. I thought maybe you could grow <laughs> some shit on the wall there. But is your your I guess guru might fill in, but your training methods because you have a height restriction, being sure. up a little bit.
2: Yeah, I'm, I have. You raised like to up. grow
1: trees? I'd be like, I, I dude, I'm changing. How many dude. times <laughs> I've come in on you and I'm like, when? So <laughs> it's like, so when are you go into flower, man. And like the, like a couple of times, like the tops are touching your your air-cooled hoods.
3: I used to
2: really give a shit about two pounds per light though. Now I give a shit about making a really cool medicine.
1: A little bit different. What are you going to grow? Do you know yet? You're just going to pick through some seeds or what?
2: Yeah, I'll just pick through. When the, when the crew's here, I'm sure they'll, they'll help me decide. And you know, Banner's been uh, really great about helping me uh, decide with some great cuts. He gave me cuts and I killed them. Maybe he'll give me more <laughs> if I ask nicely.
1: But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a little painful. You the goats ended was, up getting them, though. At least they got somewhere. I'm not going
2: to lie, man. I'm not going to lie. All right. Hey, Guru, you guys- can, I, can I say one thing really quick? Yeah. Is I was trying to explain to somebody yesterday, like, one, like a, an investor guy, a real estate guy calls me. Up and he's talking about i was trying to explain to him just on a very you know simple level why white light was the most reflective and i swear to god this guy wanted to paint he's like i would paint the grow rooms out of the sparkly you know like the reflector stuff that they put on the roads I was <laughs> like it's just so funny like where you start you know where you're like yeah. would be super intense <laughs> yeah, <man.
3: laughs> probably gonna have some hot spots yeah you might start a fire you know it's
2: like the it's even distribution that's where we're going but it was so hard for him to try to understand that white walls flat white walls were the were the best most reflective surface it was funny
1: if you guys do indulge in uh uh over at horticultural lighting group uh coupon code dude is active over there and they hooked it up with 20 percent off yes so uh, go ahead and throw that in there and get yourself a good led yeah you gotta get that shit up soon man you gotta you gotta what do they say you can't just walk the talk. You got to talk the walk, right? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't think so. Man.
1: All right. Let's take it over while we're in lighting here. First grow question from Kem Dizzle. <laughs> That's right. Kem uh, Dizzle. All right. T5 LEDs. Hey dude, Scotty and Guru. I'm just getting back into growing after a five-year hiatus <laughs> from a 15-year indoor garden. All right. Feels good to get back. Welcome back. Yeah. A lot has changed. Yes, it has. And tech is crazy now. I've absolutely been binging on your show for a few weeks. Can't get enough. I'm looking to replace the bulbs in my two eight bulb T5 fixtures. That's what I have, actually, two eight bulb T5 fixtures in my little micro garden. Uh, Maybe Thrive Agritech, and I'm thinking I'm going to purchase a HLG 550 or Spectrum King 602 or – Build an HLG 600H, man. Yeah. Techie now. Nice. It's, a, it's almost like card talk. And give it a try while well, comparing it to my old trusty digital HPS SEs. What are SEs? Uh, Single ended. Oh, with Horder Lux bulbs. Right on. What I'm wondering is what do you think about the new the spectrum shift from T5 LEDs in VEG uh, to the HLG in Flower? So he I was reading. Um, With a lot of new tech that you can cut down lag time between phases by keeping spectrums the same or very similar. This is a good point we've discussed. But if the T5 LED spectrum or intensity is much different from the HLG, I may skip the T5 LEDs and just go with multiple HLGs or Spectrum Kings. And he goes lastly here, if they perform the same or better over – and all, I know that I'll switch the whole grow over to LED. I like how he's doing a comparison here, man. Um, Let me know what you guys think so you can get some of that fire Chem D back in my life. So I can get some of that fire Chem D back in my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I think that's awesome that you you have the ability to do the comparison. It's always fun to have things going on in the grow between the LED and your old trusty HIDs. Right. The Hordeluxes. Um yeah, I've all these seen, are different. All, all these
2: lights—the HLG 550, the Spectrum King, and the Thrive Agritech, which is those the uh, the ones you thought were fluorescent tubes—those are actually LEDs, man. I mean, those are like really high-end LEDs, uh, similar efficiency to you know the other you know whatever, like an HLG. What what do we got? Like fifty? What do we say? Like 530 watts was a thousand watt replacement. Well. Let me, let me, yeah. yeah anyway just real similar stuff so he's got a bunch of good good tech here man what's the best for him what's right for him? bottom
1: line is if you have t5 eight bulb fixtures right. i don't care you, you should switch when you're ready to switch bulbs go to led yes because call qual- good bulbs i get the phillips in mine um and i get a deal here they're like 20 a bulb phillips t5s in the grower bloom spectrum um there's a bunch of knowledge plant plant max a bunch of brands out there that i don't think are as good in the t5 and if you're growing for performance Full on and it's you know like you're, you know it's dispenser you replace your t5s every six months um you know, some people wait a little bit longer, but that shit adds up quick. That's a no brainer why I say changed LED. As far as your LED spectrum on T5 lighting, going to an HLD or a full, what do they call that? Full spectrum LED lighting. It's like the white light spectrum right. King sure. has it. Yeah. You can transfer over to that. There is, there is not gonna be as much, um, this is transition lag time. I've talked about when I go from T5 lighting and I throw my plants in under the 600s and granted I'm giving sure. them four feet, you know, I'm giving them a lot of space. Right. They do like a five or six day hiccup, man. Definitely. It's a holdup. I don't, it doesn't bother me. I'm not on a tight schedule. Uh, But some people, they don't want that at all. So you should be taking your vegetative growth. Inhabit uh, under LED lighting if you're going to LED lighting for the least amount of transition, like lag time, in my opinion. Agreed. In my humble opinion. Agreed. And but, just uh, look
2: at the layout of the lights and the footprint that they're going to deliver. Like the, you know, those long Thrive Agritech tubes, I'm playing with those. I've got like a two foot by eight foot area. So I'm trying, you know, like that's a weird area to try to light with a big light. So um, for specific things like that, I think there's, there, you know, there's specific solutions. The HLG 550 is super low profile, uh, super. Yep. Efficient. The uh, Spectrum King is uh, super efficient as well, but has a little bit of a higher profile. So just kind of see what's uh, you know, what's going to work
1: for you. All right. So uh, basically, yeah, the, the cool thing is you get to go shop for this stuff and have fun. It's like shopping for something you're passionate about is awesome. When I get to go online or look around and shop for a mountain bike, it's like, and yeah, giving you good options to look through here. So see what's right for you. Yeah, if you went to a mountain bike store, there'd, there'd be several bikes that would work for
2: you, right? You'd pick one out that kind of worked for you. That was your favorite, no?
1: I usually go with whoever the coolest company is. <laughs>
2: Whoever's got the coolest hat, man.
1: No, no, you just got to be cool, man. Call them up, too. <laughs> Have some fun with it if you want, man. Call these guys up. Tell them, you know, see who's got some good service. Who's treating you right? Now, that's so, the truth, man. Uh, either way, good luck and keep us in the loop on that comparison, please. The HID to LED, always like to hear those, those, those good stuff. Yes, sir. All right, moving on in the grow. This is to- cool, man.
2: Good. You you somebody sh- uh, fished out this comment. Oh, from yeah. YouTube, I pulled this man. off of
1: YouTube. Uh, Microbe T. Yeah, because we we're talking about shipping clones just the other show. And um, he said or she said, I'm going to say Microbe T is a dude. Unrooted clones. He goes, you can get clones that are unrooted and then stick them in the fridge for a month and then root them. Sorry, excuse me, a tech issue. And then root them with no problem. Unrooted clones can travel much better than rooted clones. Now, hands down, he says, how can that be? I commented on there. I don't know if you commented back yet. How can that be that an unrooted clone can travel much better than a rooted clone, hands down. Man, I have seen
2: it. Man, I, I mean, I have seen like uh, unrooted clones in, in like the refrigerator or in a Ziploc bag with a, you know like a paper towel, you know, keeping them moist, keeping the you know the
1: cut stems from being exposed to air. I would keep them submerged somehow, like in a you know like those things at the end right. of roses, right? Yeah, that I mean, like they, they might be onto something though, man. I just want yeah. it's just it, I've always. Took those as being more fragile, you know, as far as, oh, here we go. We got a re- response. Because um, I said, how is this possible? Roots are what makes a clone less fragile, I always thought. And let's see here. He goes, more fragile, in my opinion. He goes, before the roots have sprouted, how do they drink and breathe? Better to have them in a, st- a stasis type of mode. Is that the right stasis yeah, type I'm of mode arguing. than to have them where they want to breathe and they want to drink from the roots and are not able to. When there are cuttings, they do it all through the leaves. With roots, they are more fragile, in my opinion. Wrap them up in a wet paper towel. Oh, so I just déjà vu. And put them in a Ziploc. It works great, <laughs> and is the best way to ship because they are not plants unless they have roots by law. Bam! Look at that. Whoa, man. Whoa. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, that's pretty cool, actually. I like that. If that's really going to work out for you, like, what do you mean, plant? I ain't well, a plant. Yeah. You put them. It's in just right there. You can ship plants, too, man. It's fucking cool. Saying nothing. Nothing about plant material. That's right, man. <laughs> Unless it's in Alabama, the way that shit out is two pounds. That's
2: right, man. We're weighing your suitcase too, sir. We're weighing the airplane.
1: <laughs> Seriously. We're weighing your suitcase. All right. What do we got here? Grow talk. Number two. Come on. What is this? I uh, was throwing this in there. We're talking about cloning. Oh, just Bruce Banner up on Instagram, put up <clears throat> a picture here. He's pulling his uh, little neoprene. We're seeing the underside of a uh, stem. Just starting to shoot a few yep. roots. It's um. Looks like he's using an easy cloner, which is one of those cloners with, like, a manifold and sprayers and all that jazz. Yep. Um, yeah,
2: had our extra mic going, he would get on and tell us all about it right
1: now, man. The only thing <laughs> I don't uh, like about... Well, here's the thing. I usually use a clone dome myself. I don't. I think Easy Clone here does have domes for it. I don't know if he has a dome on it. It's important to keep your clone area, um, you know, humidity and everything nice. Uh, but the one thing that's nice about cloners is if you can't be around, if you know you're going out of town, like you're usually good. You're constantly getting that water-to-air ratio sprayed on your roots, whereas if you're cloning in a dome, which is the way I usually do it, you got to catch it at that point where it needs to be watered or they go south quick because they yeah. don't have roots yet. You know what I mean? here's a, You know, a lot of these
2: things, take a look when you're looking at a cloner of how it's designed and if it has any things, any fail points. I call them Achilles heels, meaning that if it has something where if the water, uh, you know, uh, gets too hot and maybe if it gets too hot because it's using a pump or if the pump can clog. Uh, a lot of times it's using a pump to pressurize orifices and make like a mist. Those, orifices. Those can, those can clog. Dog. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. That was bad. <laughs> are we getting that out there? I don't know. Everybody seems to be
1: laughing. Wait, I missed. About the about the orifices. I guess so. Hang on. That's fine. That's totally fine. Move on, sir. No edit required. Orifices are totally fine. Um, what you're talking about, though, is, yeah, that's why, you know, they get crafty. And then so now Easy Clone has a product called. Clear res, which in turn is supposed to keep all your sprayers and everything from gumming sure. up and your shit running tight. So it's I'm not against cloning genius. machines. Like Chemicals. I said, depends on, and it also depends actually on how many clones you need to take. If you're a production facility or if I'm taking like dudes, time to take hunter clones today, I'm probably going to use a cloning machine. But did anyway.
2: you ever hear of bubble cloner? A bubble cloner is so fucking easy, man. You just take like a little Tupperware, you, you know, like a thin one, almost like the little shoebox kind of style Tupperware. As you drill some holes in the top of it to put the uh, uh, these little, what do they call them? The little foam discs in there. And then uh, you, you just run um, uh, bubble. Uh, bu- what do they call it, man? The bubblers, the aerators. You just use an air pump and aerators, man. And you just pump those things. And uh, it just, it, maybe about a half inch to three quarters of an inch above the surface. It's super aerated. The bubbles are constantly exploding. They're making like this ultra misty
1: zone. And, ultra aerational.
2: Yeah, and just put your, your, Top of your, clone, you know, like the edge of the clone, right where your cut is, maybe like a quarter inch above that. And, uh, man, you'll get roots like crazy. There's nothing to clog. It's fucking easy, man. You know, the Dewey Mister is a cool thing. It's the same thing. I like using an air pump instead of a water pump because they're a lot harder to clog. You know, Dewey Mister does it with that little contraption. But, um, yeah, man, that shit works, too.
1: Check it out. Check it out. Yes, Make sir. Make sure mother plants are happy before you do it. Dude, now that's some good advice, man. Uh, I wanted to do a quick uh, reminder here. I know you, what do you got? You got a, you got a heart out here for a, a sick child in about 10 minutes, five yeah. minutes? Yes, tell Yes,
2: sir. Yes, sir. My child is All at 4.20 in the morning, sir.
1: What time is We're, it, man? Where are we? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Remind people before we do another go Talk here real quick that uh, definitely, Tell people about the show. I love word of mouth. This is the most valuable <laughs> thing sure for the show. Um, you hear me recently pushing these coupon codes a little bit harder. It's just a great way for the people that are sponsoring us to know that we got a crew of growers here um, and get a good feedback on it, uh, as well as uh, trying to figure out another way, you know, maybe some creative stuff to get more awareness in hydroponic stores and hydro stores. Um, maybe like we could buy a grip of Bluetooth speakers and you like drop them in there or something, playing the show, Didn't something like that. did
2: you recommend <laughs> that you buy a megaphone? Yesterday,
1: and hey, I, I mean, just
3: laughed. It basically <laughs> eliminates every potential point of error. I love it. Like, something going it. wrong.
2: It just a dude with a megaphone
3: just seems awesome to
1: me. I
2: don't know why. <laughs> seems right, very let's do undued. one more here. Um, where
1: we're at here, we got the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, some, oh, this one's crazy. Some same strain, different results by Mob Barley. Yeah. Uh, no. He goes, what up, DGC? Two weeks ago, I planted two Gorilla Glue, number four seeds. One has grown fast and is looking pretty good. However, the other, looks like it's been run over by a pickup truck multiple times. It confuses me. Of course, I know individual seeds might act differently, but this is crazy. What would cause this? He says he uses. I've mean, used BioBiz all mixed soil, amended with compost and worm castings. I've also added kelp and molasses. Um, he goes, it might be. Uh, I might be the soil before dividing it into two pots. So it should be similar. So he's got all the same soil. It's, everything's the same here. And look at this picture. Yeah. Guys, we have one plant that's like fabulous. And one plant that's like he said, completely horrible. I yeah. just say kill it. I know two sisters like this, man. <laughs> this is possible i mean he could obviously there could be a confusion at the seed bank or wherever you got your seeds and possibly this other one is a different strain but regardless right. even if it was it still looks like shit well no um,
3: I, I also want to point out that he says they're gorilla glue number four seeds which gorilla glue number four is a cut
1: um that is true ooh. yeah demented rob and a notoriously
3: that. unstable cut too so
1: yeah, I mean, in this situation, I would cut your losses now with the other one. I would not try and take that through the full cycle of grow and to bloom when I, you have this other beautiful one here. And it's not, I don't, you know, you can't point your finger at anything here. You're treating both these the same. You're in the same mix. You're watering this. So hopefully you're not watering them exactly the same because the, obviously the less vigorous one won't need as much water, right. um, which is another tip. Keep your eye on the runt in the garden. If you do decide to grow it, they're easy to overwater. Uh, but Man, I, I give it the uh, the kill situation, and uh, then you don't have to scratch your head anymore.
0: Yeah, but in
2: general, if I uh, you know I'm looking for a strong plant, if if one plant's growing super strong and the other plant's growing you know really weak, I'm gonna probably favor. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my uh, uh, my bets on the strong one to be the real performer, the vigorous one, no?
1: uh yes definitely. I've got I mean, yeah, and see when you think about time, effort inputs, et cetera uh, yeah, you don't need to be great. if you have and if you have access to genetics as well, if you don't have access to genetics at all, that might be like shit, I'm gonna grow it out anyway. I right. get that, but but uh, otherwise special. Go with a strong.
2: it's if they're each individuals, they're very special,
1: yes, everybody gets a medal <laughs> they're all winners. All right. All right. Again, I think we've got time for one more here. Yes, we do. Let's Come do on. one more. Before I do, I will remind you. Somebody was asking, um, who was the guy you guys had in studio that was like allergic to, to like flower? Cause I liked he had some cool bags. Yeah. Sure. Like, oh, no, that's radical bags, man. That's Shane. Chain. Yeah. Um radical bags. I actually have my genius crossed with uh it's genius, right? Yeah, crossed with uh G13 uh in a radical bag one gal now. First time I've used one. It's a reusable over and over and over and over and over and over again. Mesh bag yeah. not made out of cloth that you can straight up wash out with just a you know a medium pressure, whatever, under the sink. Um, so I'm digging them so far. My one concern is if you're in a, a hotter garden, am I gonna have to chase after watering more than I like? Um, but the, the ability explain really quick. Uh, what is it they call it? Um, when your roots hit the end. Um, air pruning, oh, right? Burning. Sure, man. So yeah, they, what? That's because it in a regular pot, a nursery pot. I think I know this. How to explain this? The root hits the side of it. Yep. And it it just starts curling around, spirals dark down. In sure. So in the air pot or in the this radical bag, when the root hits the sidewall, it's gonna try to go out of it. Correct. Yep. And then it's gonna be like, oh shit, light. It's gonna
3: it's gonna hit the light and hit the air and dry out and prune off and then in doing that it uh, influences the root system to branch out and create a lot more tertiary root systems and stuff. So
1: tertiary is what I was gonna smoke
3: and it'll get way more surface area of roots in the pot because it can fill so much more of the area of the pot. Just with all those side roots going off to everything
2: too. Yeah. This isn't some experimental bullshit. This is how like when I go down and see the best bamboo growers down in Florida, uh, they're growing in pots and they're doing, they're getting substantially faster growth where they're like, yeah, I go to market six months faster, two years faster on this palm tree than everybody else, man, because of what I'm doing with the roots. So it's good stuff, man. Grow bags.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, check them out. You guys are gonna see them coming up in some of my videos as well. And I know uh, banner is planted in some so far. He's pretty happy. But over at GardenGearSupply.com, That's where you can find radical bags and other stuff. And of course, coupon code dude. Okay. Yeah, they are no bullshit, man. <laughs> Go check them out. All, All right. right, let's see here. What's move one more? Here's the last one. We got a, we got some humidity, man. Um, can right. someone explain <laughs> dew points by Kerma Canna. He so hey y'all. So I run a sealed room with currently right this first sentence is an issue. <laughs> a sealed room with currently no AC, heater, or dehumidifier. I think I
3: found the problem. Yeah. No one I've, I've, no one leave.
1: I've noticed that when my lights shut off, the temp drops So fast, it causes dew to form between the leaves. Trying to fix the problem before PM or bud rot becomes an issue. Can someone please explain to me the relationship between temperature and humidity causing dew or moisture to form?
3: Okay. And then when lights are off, go ahead. Okay. So the the hotter air is? the more water it can potentially hold in it. I oh, think of Florida. <sighs> yeah, th- think Florida. It's hot in Florida all the time, and it's muggy, and it's it is because the water, the air there can hold so much more water. Now, in this grow room, you're during the day, you have a hot temperature. The air is holding a ton of water from the plants you're inspiring because the lights are on. Yeah. It, when your lights go off and you have this huge swing in temperature, the temperature drops below the dew point, and the dew point is the point where... The air can't hold any more water. It's it's a, at hundred percent capacity. You can't get any more water in the air without it coming out. Right, and that's why dew forms on these leaves when the temperature drops. So you either have to find a way to dynamically control your humidity. Dynamically, well, uh, between day and night, which which isn't the easiest thing Dynamic to do, even changing. with most controllers.
1: Um, or what is it, What do you mean? It isn't easy to do. You just need to, yeah. Well, well, I mean, just you're saying to, have a two different uh, a different set point for night and a different set point for right, day, right? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if you have the proper control, you just need to have a photo cell on it and two different set points. I'm pretty sure you might even have one. That What's was up?
2: something new. I think when I was talking to our boys over at uh, what Quest Equipment, I think that they were saying just they came out with that maybe last year. That was one of their newest innovations they came
3: out with. But that was something that uh, yeah, yeah that, that most people don't have, I think, man. Kinda but cool. so here at this point, he has either two options. It's to either start dehumidifying or to start running an AC to be able to or to pull moisture to, out of the air. Yeah, too. Be, either be able to pull moisture out of the air or maintain a pretty constant temperature or lower that the, Temperature change at nighttime. Sure. Yeah, you
1: definitely need to dehumidify at night or exhaust if you have the option. If it's a sealed grow, you're worried about odor, dehumidifier the best. I'm holding actually ironically right here. Like I can't see it on the, the, the video, but I got a plug and grow controller. They hooked me up with a humidity control. It's just okay. simple. It's got one knob for day. One knob for night and a photo cell on it, and then you plug your your dehumidification equipment, whatever okay. it may be, into that. Some, I think you said right, Scotty, that some of the uh, the more commercial or I don't want to fancier models might have some of that integrated into them. Right, right. But and for th- your average home grow model or smaller model, they're not going to have that integrated day and night. So. Um, but that's the one I would hook up regardless or come to the cup, man. I'm I'm, I'm integrating the cup into everything because I think we might have a quest. We might be getting our hands on a quest dehumidifier to give away like we did last year's cup. So,
2: so uh, but a small dehumidifier in there should take care of it. That's uh, That would be totally. the solution with. A, I, with, don't a, a, with I, a, I don't know. I don't know.
1: It's garden size. Right. You get to a point, you, you know, to where you need a um, roll roll. some things are overkill and uh, the smaller gardens, you know, that are just a couple lights. There's like this little ge de- dehumidifier like that works fine. And he Uh, he definitely could
3: have a dehumidifier on a timer, and I wouldn't set it to where it just comes on when the lights go off. I would set it to where it it had power going to like an hour before the lights go off, just so it has a little bit of chance to catch up before the temperatures drop and there's that huge swing in humidity. But I mean, that was what the controller
2: did. That's what they figured the quest controller to do, man. They had to anticipate the lights going off. That's what, that's what they wanted. It
3: it has, it has to sense like the reason it's kind of complicated. It has to sense the humidity in the room beforehand, handle that to where it knows that it's going to have this temperature swing when the lights go off. So it's preemptively already got it to where as soon as the lights go off and that temperature swing happens, it's in the right place.
2: I was preemptively smoking before you said the word
1: algorithm. (laughs)
2: I don't even think I said, yeah. no, no,
1: <laughs> you got to handle that stuff and don't get into that grower state of mind. hundred percent. You know, then he mentioned that I want to take care of this before I get powdery mildew mm. just because you have high humidity doesn't mean, oh, powdery mildew just appears. I mean, um, it has to be introduced, you know, it's not just there and happens. So uh, I would be yeah. on that preventative game though. Yeah. You're you don't what, already.
3: because you're, you're already in a, a position where you've increased your likelihood I would go ahead and while you're getting this this handled and figured out just, just start some IPM stuff as well
1: agreed word word do kids still a- say
2: that anymore man do they still say word
1: one <laughs> last thing if you do get a dehumidifier in your garden is of the size it, it, make sure it has the little drain thing so you don't have to empty it all the damn time and then like my garden my dehumidifier kicks over to what do they call that pump Scott that pumps up like evacuation up pump
2: feet. like a, yeah
1: evac yeah EV, evac pump so my dehumidifier or mini split for that will matter matter both the water goes into this pump and it just automatically kicks it out so all right i don't know what that's what's about called. it man that's some growth talk we'll get some more up we'll be coming back at you and
2: uh, let's do some shout outs here. come on, let's do it i'll start with classy austin martin
1: and main grower Ryan Nick, no Nick. I don't know. MSK, MSK Bud, Mask Bud. How about Bob Carter and Ed Denver? Why do I get the easy ones? K Man Grows, Festival of Nugs. What up? Don't forget about Roger Green. Alright, guys, take it easy. He's out. Alright, take her easy. dude. Higher. Good hanging, brother. Some people
0: love to play something. Yeah, we get happy for noon And when the boss says to take a little break That means we'll lighten up a tube It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep a good on, on, on It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on. It's just weed, it's just weed I like to smoke it out be loud. You're riding high. Oh, we're gonna lock you in a cage. No, if you wonder why he hates the tank, just look at how he's being paid. No, no, a of the smoking no,